Can you craft real friendships as an adult? What if that friendship is a long distance one? Welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, social confidence coach, and today I'm joined by two lovely ladies who have done just that. Adina Rossiter and Amber Jones are gifted boudoir and branding photographers who met in a wonderful training less than two years ago. As a part of that training, I witnessed these two develop a fabulous friendship. Amber is an entrepreneur, photographer, and educator. She is a branding and boudoir photographer living in Connecticut. Adina is a boudoir photographer with a special gift for outdoor boudoir, who loves hiking and fittingly lives in Colorado. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. So this this is, uh, I feel like we've been here before, but tell me a little bit about how you two crafted your friendship and and what what about each other uh, made you know? Like, how did you know? When did you know? Like, ah, you, you're going to be a friend. So <laughs> Adina and I were in this uh, training program together um, at the end of 2018, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So at the end of 2018, we went through this eight-week course and – um, during one of the first, uh, like basically video conference calls that we had, um, we talked about pricing and I, in my, you know, shock and horror about Adina's pricing, I said, oh my God, that's all you're charging. And after it flew out of my mouth, I was completely horrified. I embarrassed Adina. She turned red. <laughs> I'm embarrassed because of my reaction. And I'm instantly like, Facebook messaging her like I'm so sorry I like I you're amazing please don't like I really think that you're like you can charge so much money like I just started like word vomiting all over the place um <laughs> you totally and, did <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a record of that um yeah there is yeah for sure and, yeah we were on a zoom call and it's just so funny because you've got these coaches that are just pouring into your business and pouring into you and we're used to having them challenge us like that's what that's what we signed up for and all of a sudden here's one of my peers just going wait what what are you talking about Adina there's no way and I, I was I was I was compl- it wasn't embarrassed I I turned red. I do that easily though. Turned bright red. I'm like, get the Zoom camera off of me. I feel so crazy right now. But to me, it was like this feeling of, you know, these coaches, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to challenge me and tell me that I can do better. But to have a peer who is in the same, you know, field as me go, Adina, like, no, you can be charging so much more. And just, it was a huge compliment to me. That was probably where the embarrassment came in, but also to have someone just challenge you and say, no, you're better than that. Um, it was, like I said, it was a huge compliment. And then of course the Facebook messages came in right away. I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much how our friendship formed. It it turned from that into a friendship, but it was a cool thing for her to, to challenge me and see something in me and not just see it, but point it out to me. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. So how do you keep in touch? What are you doing now to keep this going. And I know you might have had a chance to meet in person. You want to talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah. So Adina uh, decided to, she moved her studio in September of last year. And oh my gosh, you guys, I have to apologize. My dog is sitting in here and she's like <laughs> scratching and making so much noise. I can't hear it. And, no. No. <laughs> um, so I am so excited that um, Adina had opened her studio in a new studio in a new place. And I wanted to go celebrate with her. So I flew out in September of last year and helped her with her party. And it was the first time that we met. And then we had planned another uh, event originally. And we met up in Nashville the following November and photographed each other, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think it really started from that, you know, mentorship that we went, went through. We had this set time every single week where we would you know, chat with our mentors and the other people in the group. And when that was over, we were super sad. We were like, where's all of our people? So we replaced it with a call with me and her. So on the business, like we have this business relationship, but we also have a friendship. And I think both of those bloom into each other, which is cool. So we had a once a week call where we would talk about business. And then um, we both ended up having uh, downloading Marco Polo, which is an app that you'll probably hear us talk about a bunch because it's just really fun to be in each other's everyday life without having to like schedule the time. You just hop on and chat with each other whenever you want to. So we do that a lot. And I mean, just from being in a mentorship and then becoming each other's accountability partner in business and then becoming friends, we were like, we have to meet in person. Like, this is crazy. Here's this woman I've never met. And like, we spend so much time together and know so much about each other. Um, so we did, we planned the Nashville trip before my open house, um, for my new studio. And when she came, it was so funny when she came out for the open house, she stayed at my house. And so many yeah. people were like, you've never met this woman. <laughs> I'm like, Well, you know, same thing when we planned the Nashville trip, it was like, is there two beds? Nope. <laughs> like, we're already such good friends that like, it's like the distance didn't really matter. So super cool. Yeah. That is awesome. And let me ask you this, because you both are doing a type of photography that can be intimate. Yes. You have to get to know your clients and get really good rapport with them. How often do those clients become friends? I have, I've had a couple clients. Um, one recently, um, who has become a friend of mine. Well, and for me, I have a, um, a Facebook group, a private Facebook group and anybody that even just reaches out to me that says, I would like to do a shoot with you. I get them in that group because it's really more about the community than it is about my business. Um, but I think it's fun to watch those relationships kind of flourish in there and go from, um, you know, our, our planning meeting and our shoot. And then all of a sudden they're back in that Facebook group posting a funny meme about our shoot and everybody's reacting. So it's just a really cool, cool community. Um, but yeah, I've, I definitely have a few clients that we are, we're texting on a pretty regular basis and in each other's lives, but it, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Amber, you had mentioned something about a special client you had. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we, um, I photographed this woman and you, there are just people you just will click with automatically. And she was definitely that person. And after her shoot, um, you know, we scheduled a time for her to come back to view her photographs. And after that meeting, we're sitting there and we just keep talking and we just keep talking. And I was like, would you like, would you just 
want to have lunch sometime? And it was this awkward, like you're asking, almost asking someone out on a date. Um, and it was so weird to ask someone that has just, you know, hired you to do their photographs and they just saw all their beautiful photographs. And now you're asking them to like go out to lunch and hang out. And she goes, Oh my gosh, I want to like, can we be friends? And it was a fantastic (laughs) interaction. It was so great. Um, but now we've, you know, we've gone out to lunch and, um, I was going to have her and her husband over for dinner recently, but with this coronavirus, they got canceled. So, um, but something to look forward to once this all ends. Well, speaking of the coronavirus, um, Adina, you have something fun going on in your group that you're doing to, to kind of break the monotony and keep that community going. Tell us about that. Well, you know, I kind of saw this change in myself as all of this stuff is happening and you have to stay home and you can't be with your friends and um, isolation is a scary place. And I kind of saw myself going there. It's like, I'm going to stay in bed for longer and not talk to anybody today and definitely pour myself a glass of wine by 2 p.m. So that's kind of where I felt things were going. And I think in our, in the climate of our community right now is this dread of April. Um, We already started this um, you know, shelter in place in Denver. And we see it for all of April coming. It's like this doom of a month that we're all like, can we just skip to May? Um, so I decided to challenge myself, um, and make sure that I wasn't just laying in bed and feeling sorry for myself and feeling lonely and wondering what's going to happen. Um, so I put together a challenge really for myself. I invited, um, my community of women into it. So we started actually a new Facebook group so that it wouldn't bog down my boudoir group. excuse me. And those challenges will be stuff that are like finding inspiration, um, having fun, learning something new, um, spreading the love. So I've got kind of these five categories and I'm just going to push these women. I call it the blush and tease dare. So I'm daring these women to join me in making April something that isn't to dread, but to live life and love life through it. Um, even though, yeah, we're having, you know, happy hour on zoom instead of in person, we're, we're going to do it well instead of just, you know, put our hand, head in the sand and pretend that nothing's going on. And for both of you, I, I'd love to know about any changes that you have had. I mean, obviously, we're not meeting face to face as much anymore, but how you have continued to stay connected and how do you think the changes that you're making now in your approach to staying connected, how do you think that's going to change your approach going forward? Because once this is all over, we kind of have a new normal. How do you think your new normal is going to look because of Corona? Adina? Um, You know, for me, I feel like the intention behind my friendships has changed. When we are busy and we're going, 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 I think that we get to just pop in and out of each other's lives and Um, I wouldn't say shallow, like I like my friendships to be deep, but I do think that, you know, we kind of just do life and whatever happens, happens where now we, you literally can just stay in bed and, um, not answer your phone and (laughs) you kind of disappear. Um, I think the intention, you have to be intentional with your friendships in a couple of different ways where, you know, you're texting them and making light of it and laughing, you're texting memes and videos to each other. And it's, it, it's lighthearted, but then also ripping the bandaid off and going, how are you? Like, are, I saw you painted your ceilings today. Are you okay? Um, and just really checking in on like their mental health, because 
you know, you can keep it carefree and light and fun, but I think it's really important to ask the hard questions and be in that hard place together. And I think that's what will change for me going forward is giving myself that permission to ask the hard questions, even on a normal day, because we all have challenges throughout, you know, on a normal, <laughs> I was actually thinking, this is t- a side note. I was like thinking I have a 10 year old son and I'm like, I remember when Fortnite came out and the the big conversation was, do we let our kids play Fortnite? And I'm like, I wish that was the big conversation right now. <laughs> you know, so we always have challenges. Um, mm-hmm. But just going forward saying we're going to be honest with each other and push each other and challenge each other and be in it together um, and ask the hard questions. I yeah. love it. How about you, Amber? For me, um, I am. I'm looking forward to giving my clients thoughts is a lot of my, a lot of my clients are nurses or doctors. They're in the medical profession. And I have been, um, sending out little notes about their thoughts on what the process is like and giving them shout outs because they are, they're on the front lines of this and they can't just go sit in their house and feel sorry for themselves. You know, they, or, you know, be a lot of clients, if their uh, husband is working on a COVID floor, they are somewhat in isolation from their family. Um, And so it is this really weird time. And I sent out my first email this morning about my new friend, who's also my client, and she's a nurse practitioner. And I shared one of a, a photo, a selfie of her in her scrubs, and then one of the photos from her boudoir session. And mm. I got an email from a couple other of my nursing clients that said, you know, this was really amazing. Thank you for, you know, we we really need to feel that extra love right now. And um, it was great. So it, it made me feel good that people are finding it helpful to hear from those who are, you know, really experiencing this firsthand. So. And I, that's, that's taking on a really great cheerleader role. And I want to ask you how your friends have, have stepped up for you because your businesses are both, you know, kind of shuttered for a minute in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, How have your, how have, have your friend networks supported you during this? I think it really does go back to being the cheerleader, you know, just kind of reminding me that it's okay and you're going to bounce back from this and um, checking in and making sure everything is still okay. Um, And that's, I think, is really important to me that I've seen my friends do because it's not just like, hey, you okay? Your business is closed for a while. And I say, yeah, I'm okay. Instead, it's like, it's a constant, hey, everything's still okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which, you know, because at first, you know, moving clients seemed really easy. And then, you know, as weeks are going on, those clients are, you know, in fear or they're losing jobs. And of course, you know, you just kind of watch it. It's, it's an ever changing, um, climate really. I mean, you know, one day it feels okay and it feels hopeful and one day it feels really scary. And so just having those people just be that foundation that says, no, 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 you're fine. Just keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. They're cheering me on all the way. And even on the hard days, they're there cheering. Yeah. Question. How are are you all checking in on your clients right now just to see how they're doing? Yeah, I think mine comes back to my private Facebook group, which I talk about a lot, but I love my group so much. And there is this 
you know, this feel in there, you can feel it, it's heavy, and it's scary. And so we do, I check in with them, again, on the lighter side of things and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, this is a hilarious meme about, you know, Tiger King or whatever that's happening right now. And we Mm -hmm. all get to laugh together. Um, But then having those hard conversations too. So I have started doing happy hour dates with anybody that wants to join in my Facebook group and coffee dates as well. And it's pretty cool to see people jump in there and maybe they're past clients, maybe they're friends of a past client. Maybe, you know, my mom's in there sometimes and we just get in there and we talk and we say, you know, what are, what are some good things that happened this week? That way we can see the positive, but then also what are the challenges that we're dealing with right now? And they get to be really honest with somebody. And I think right now it's just so important that people are seen. Um, so that's really my goal with that group and just getting people on zoom. Sometimes it's two people, sometimes it's 12 and whoever it is that needs to be seen, you know, giving them the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Well, and do you, let me ask you how you approach and check in on your introverted friends. Is there a, a, are there certain people that you were like, you know, will hole up and you, you tap on their door anyway? Absolutely. <laughs> I think for me, that one's kind of fun because, um, I am pushing people to do this 30 day challenge, you know, and it's some of my friends that are on the more, um, introverted side. And they're like, Adina, I don't know if I want to do this. And I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't really like me for it. Um, but also, you know, pushing them to do a FaceTime date because I think they would rather text me and say they're good or, you know, like just kind of go back and forth with really simple texts. But Mm -hmm. again, when you're on FaceTime, there is that depth to that, which by Mm -hmm. the way, when all of this goes away, like, don't you look forward to a handshake and, uh, you know, looking them in the eye and being able to touch their shoulder, you know, but for now, what we have is something like FaceTime or Skype or Zoom where we can see the worry in their eyes. And when we laugh together, we're seeing each other laugh, which is just, it's a different depth. And I think it's really important to call them to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. We've, um, we've had a brunch group now. Last week we had like six and then this week we had 14, 14 friends on, on brunch and it was, it was fun. That's awesome. I know (laughs) like the Brady Bunch, but how about you, Amber? For me, um, Mm -hmm. I have not been very good about uh, building community like Adina has. Um, It's absolutely one of her gifts. And we joked on a FaceTime call about how I would, I love the idea of community. And I would love to have someone like Adina just like facilitate (laughs) it for me with all my clients. Um, But, and I'm definitely someone who, you know, I I have these great ideas and it's really hard for me to follow through with everything. Um, And she's really great at keeping me on track with things. Um, But in terms of like introverted friends, I would put myself in that category as an introverted friend. Uh, And having my own friends reach out to me and see how I'm doing has been really helpful. And I am not one to go out and really tell people exactly how I'm feeling. Um, But to be able to be really honest with my friends and have them reach back out and say, you know, how are you doing today? I know that, you know, it's probably really hard. And this morning, Connecticut has decided that they're pushing their um, 
you know, they're social distancing to April 30th, which, mm-hmm. you know, now before it was, you know, April 15th. So that means that all of the shoots that I had booked the last half of April have now have to get pushed. So it's that kind of slowly uh, tearing it down, uh, tearing mm-hmm. me down, I should say. Um, and having those friends reach back out and really be uplifting and cheerleading has been huge for me, um, you know, to experience it from the other side. Yeah. So, and and this is, okay. So having met you, my, my first knee jerk would have been that you guys are both naturally born connectors. And Amber, you just said you kind of identify as an introvert. So have you all learned how, is this nurture, not nature, uh, to be able to, to reach out and make friends so easily because you both seem to? It's definitely something that I've learned. Um, I did a lot of networking in the very beginning when I moved to Connecticut and that was essential to building my business. And I did it because I needed to out of sheer necessity for the success of my business. But I, I'm not one to go into a crowded room and command attention and be able to go and meet new people. Uh, when I go to networking events, I make sure that I have a goal in mind so I can get there. I can do what I need to do. And uh, it is not as hard of an experience as it was in the very, very beginning. I do think that's true, though. Like you have to have the goal and the reason why you're doing it, because I'm the same way. If I walk into a group of of um, people, I will be the one in the corner that chooses to not speak to anyone. <laughs> but if I do have a goal, um, that changes things. And for me, I am, I just crave relationship. I love deep relationships. And so when I can turn that into a goal of like, you know, oh, I made kind of a new acquaintance. Like I would like to push that into something more. Um, and as much as, you know, you guys say, I'm so great at, at community. I think that's out of the necessity of knowing people need this right now. Um, and always you need relationships. And I think that, um, it's important to look past the fact that that's a hard thing to do and, um, just do it anyways, but it's definitely, it doesn't, it does not come natural to me at all. So you, you've both been very proactive in building those relationships. Yes. Go out and get them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, so, Let's go the flip side. Have you had to ever um, end one? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy drops a bomb. One that we oh, want to talk it. about. Um, <laughs> yes, I have had vague. to. <laughs> yes, I have had to end a relationship. Um, and it's hard. It's very hard. It is. Because sometimes there's a moment where you think, well, maybe if I, if I just do, do something differently in my own way, then it'll change the relationship. And, you know, you, you try to fix it and you try to fix it. And sometimes there just isn't anything there to fix and it's healthier to just stop reaching out um, and, you know, move on to a different friendship. Um, and sometimes yeah, those people I don't really understand either. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think for me, I am a people pleaser. I like for everyone around me to be mm-hmm. happy. Um, and 
I mean, I can tell you, like, I could, I could give you the, the two people. That's how like, it still hangs on me, how hard that was. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, that call was made really, um, when I could step back and look at what it was also doing to my family and not just me. Um, I think that we let people tear us down, but when we see that ripple effect going out into other people we love, that's when we have to say, no, like this is, this cannot go on like this. Yeah. And that, that feeling you talk about, I've, I've heard it too, that we're not, we're not programmed to grieve the loss of a friendship like we are, you know, even a pet, you know, Mm -hmm. um, were you able to take time out and, and reconcile that at all? You know, I think, I think it was a lot of, uh, inward looking, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, there were good conversations that just said, this is why this has to be this way. Um, but then just allowing myself, because again, I'm the people pleaser. So I have failed because I can't be their friend. That's what, that's what my brain Ah. says, Mm -hmm. because I can't, you know, figure out how to make this work. I feel like I failed. So I had to step back and, and say, I cannot control what they do and what they're doing is hurting me and I'm allowing it to happen. And now I have, you know, my daughter who's watching this and I don't want her to have friends like this. So again, just kind of stepping back and, and taking me out of it, but then giving myself that forgiveness that says, it's okay that you did that. And it wasn't a failure on your end, um, even though it, it sure feels like it. Thank you for sharing that because it it is a big deal. And I think that part of the part of the achiever mindset, and you guys are both such achievers, is is to try to do things the right way. And yeah. and to to make things work even even when they're maybe not destined to work or maybe it, the relationship has just run its course. Sometimes things have a lifespan, and and it may have just run out, and that's okay. Yeah, for sure. And I do feel like those. I I have quite a few of those. But what's beautiful about that is I feel like at any moment, especially in something that's going on right now. If they do go through your mind, there is nothing wrong with picking up your phone and just saying, thinking about you, you know, and not requiring anything of them, but just for them to know that even though that, you know, day-to-day friendship, you know, a friend who you used to see every day at kid drop off, and now your kids are old enough that they just run in on their own. So you don't have that convenience of, you know, seeing each other every day, still being able to say, Hey, you're still, you're still, you know, part of my thoughts. Yeah. Well, and that's. That's interesting because that's something I like to do too. I think that when you when you pick up the phone and you call somebody or you just text them out of the blue, I think it has kind of the same effect as that random postcard from Budapest or um maybe even hearing someone give give you a compliment to someone else sort of on the sly. It feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, like a real letter in the mail. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys still write letters? I don't. I would I, love to, though. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, well, I will write notes to my um, – when I would book my wedding clients, I would write them a thank you note. Um, but I don't write that to my boudoir clients because a lot of them are keeping it a secret um, Is it because they want to give the gift – give the album as a gift to their loved one. So getting a note in the mail from Amber Jones photography would be a little bit weird. I mean, like, who's this photographer? Why are they sending you mail? <laughs> um, so I, I stopped doing that. Um, but I think writing letters is fun though. 
Would we have to sanitize them now before we open them, though? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> What's the protocol on that? Uh, Lysol it down. You're like, I'm so sorry. I had to wash your letter with soap and water. I can't read it. <laughs> so would you say that this distance relationship is as as robust and supportive as some of your, your friends that you've made in person over time? Oh, absolutely. I would say um, my friendship with Adina is more in-depth and robust than some of the friendships I have here that I met from people that I met with when I first moved to Connecticut. Wow. Well, I think we had to have that same moment of like, want to be friends, you know, because (laughs) if you don't, then it's this random person who lives in another part of the country that's always going, hi, (laughs) you know, so we kind of had, we had to have that mutual agreement that this is this is um, beneficial for both of us. And we would love to have each other, you know, in our lives and do life together, even though it's long distance. So I think I I have to agree. I think it is, you know, a bigger, deeper thing. And again, that's because we have to be intentional about it. Because if we stop doing our Thursday calls, or, you know, we look on Marco Polo, and we haven't been on in 10 days, then we're, we're not doing life together anymore. So you have to be intentional about it which makes it more challenging, but also, you know, there's, there's a, a, a depth to it. You had mentioned something about Marco Polo and one of your friends that you do life with regularly. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yes, that cool. absolutely. I will. And you know, Marco Polo is one of those apps. And when people start to tell you, you should download this app, you're like, okay, you know, like, but really, what is this? Yeah. I think I think I remember you saying that, Amber, like, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Um, but, you know, moving to Colorado years ago, we moved here and my husband immediately had to go somewhere else and work. And there was just kind of this loneliness and um, just being so far away from friends and family. And it was this cool thing when Marco Polo happened, I started talking to my best friend pretty much every morning um, during the week. She'll just kind of put me in her cup holder and talk to me on the way to work or, you know, when we're doing, when we're doing our hair, it's just sitting by the mirror and we go back and forth. And I know more about her life now doing that daily than I did when we lived in the same town. Um, we walk through struggles together that, you know, like maybe you would do that by yourself, but because you have a a brief moment in the morning to just connect, you get to share it with somebody. Um, so it's, it's definitely a different way to have a relationship, but, but yeah, we're on, this should be a shameless plug for Marco Polo because it is so much fun, but it also, it creates a depth and a, um, continual connection with friends that, um, sometimes you feel like you don't have time to have. Different and better than Snapchat or. Oh, way better. But that's because Snapchat is really hard to use. (laughs) I've never used, I tried to use it and I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm the same way. I don't know how an app that is so huge can be like the least user friendly I have. I mean, I'm relatively good at technology and I get on there and feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But it's it's basically like a video walkie talkie is how you describe it. Because you know, with it. Snapchat, there's, you know, the filters and you do all these things and then they disappear. Where this, you actually have them. What's cool is I can go back on my best friend's, um, you know, Marco Polo's and see the one she sent me of her daughter last week and watch it again. Um, so it really is just videos popping back and forth. Um, and even on the business side of things, go through, you know, like I'll jump in there and be like, Amber, what do you think about this? 
and she'll come back and say, I think this, you know, and on your own time, we don't have to be on a FaceTime call. It can be, you know, I talk to you now and now I'm driving somewhere and she, you know, replies. So then I can listen to it later. So it's just kind of a cool thing. I love it. I'm I'm so excited to try that out actually. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you one more tough one or interesting one. How, how are you, do you have friends who have um, differing views or opinions from you? Um, and if so, how do you, how do you keep the peace and how do you maintain a healthy relationship with someone with maybe a, a completely different viewpoint of the world? Mm. Uh, so that is, that's one thing that uh, I think Adina and I share is that we do view um things in a similar way. Uh, and which has really strengthened our friendship, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I would have to say, I tend to gravitate towards people who have a similar viewpoint, um, Mm -hmm. on life, um, on, you know, following Christ on, um, all of that stuff. And so it, because I think you, you as a human being want to be with people who are similar to you. Um, and maybe that's my own downfall in believing that. Um, but I don't know, maybe Dina, do you have a better answer for that? You know, it's funny. I think that up until my move to Colorado, I was surrounded by people who had the same views as me. And I think that's just from growing up in a place and being in the same circles, So I could look around and it was, you know, people from church, people who graduated with me, who we all went to a Christian school. Um, So you, you just kind of fall into this rhythm of being surrounded by the people who do the same thing as you and believe the same and live their life the same. But on our move to Colorado, I would say that got shifted. I mean, it got just turned upside down for me. Um, (laughs) Because again, I, I like, let me just open my eyes and see what is the community around me and who can I be friends with and my neighbor. Okay. I'll be friends with my neighbor. Well, do I really care if she, you know, goes to the same kind of church as me? No, not really. Like I just want to be friends with her. (laughs) So I think it in, in mixing it all up and having to start fresh, it, it was a good thing for me to say, they don't have to be just like me. Um, you know, I have, I mean, I've mentioned my best friend a couple of times and if she listens to this, she'll laugh because we have completely polar opposite political views. Um, (laughs) and yet we don't care. Like I love her through it and she loves me through it. And we laugh at each other when certain things happen because we're just so different, but that doesn't change our friendship. Um, same thing. I have a friend completely polar opposite views of faith. And I think it's kind of cool because we can both speak our truth, um, and hear each other. And again, just love each other for it and even learn from each other. So it's pretty interesting. I love that curiosity. I think that's, that's something we need. Um, we need to embrace right now. And really suddenly we're all facing the same invisible foe. So, um, it, I think it's a good thing for us all to be reaching out and making those connections and asking those questions and, um, being curious about each other. So what is the thing, what, what draws you to other people the most? Like what, what sparkle, what, um, what are you looking for when you meet somebody new? Oh, for me, I love, uh, when people are curious, 
Um, I love to ask lots of questions. Um, I've always been that way ever since a little kid. I always like to ask questions. Well, why do you do it that way? And you know, what makes you believe this and what makes you believe that? Um, and so people who have the same curiosity are very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. For me, I would say like, um, honesty and a sense of humor. Like I, (laughs) I love, like I cannot, I'm not a serious person at all. Um, even in serious moments, you know, like if, if you're one of those people that would get offended, uh, you know, when we're talking about something serious and I joke, I probably, our friendship probably wouldn't work out. So a a sense of humor for sure. And being able to laugh at yourself is so important um, and not take yourself so seriously. Um, But also just that honesty of, you know, this is our life and let's just live it alongside of each other. And, um, and that doesn't mean that we, you know, hide things or, you know, say we're fine when we're not. Um, So we, we live in the joy together, but we also can be honest about the struggles. I love that. So to each of you, if you had a little nugget of advice for someone who maybe needed to start a new friend group, maybe moved to a new place or went through a life change, what would you tell them? Let me think about that one for a second. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I would tell them that you have to put yourself out there. Um, just like when you start a romantic relationship, you are, you're putting yourself out there to hopefully meet someone that is going to bring you joy in your life. And unless you move forward with that, um, even with your friendships, you're, you're not going to be able to find anyone that you truly connect with and want to like do life with alongside of them. Like Adina said. Love it. I think, I think that I would really tell somebody to just be yourself and invite people into that. Um, because I think for a a lot of people starting friendships, you feel like you have to be a certain person or deliver or perform a certain way. Um, and instead just saying, this is me, this is my life. I would love for you to be a part of it. Um, and part of that turns into, again, I'm, I'm the Enneagram too. I'm the helper. So like, I would love to serve you, you know, can we have you over for dinner? <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be able to do that again. <laughs> um, but you know, how can, how can I be a friend to you? And then, you know, just watch that kind of blossom where it's going both ways. And now you're just moving, you know, side by side through life together. Nice. Nice. And any anything you'd like to add to this conversation about friendship and what it's mean, mean what it has meant to you what it means to you I don't know. you know I would just say I would just say don't be scared to reach out and have those friends I think that a lot of people will just sit by and and almost feel sorry for themselves that they don't have those friends but they haven't put that effort out and they haven't you know, it's a very vulnerable thing to say, do you want to be my friend? (laughs) And sometimes you don't have to say it like that. Sometimes it's, you know, let's just go to coffee and just, there doesn't have to be a reason. Let's just, again, just be in that same space together. And don't be, don't be scared to do that because there are plenty of people who are in that same spot of wishing they had that friend that maybe that person that you're getting ready to reach out to feels the exact same way. So there's got to be some courage and um, some vulnerability 
to have good friendships, um, but they are a hundred percent worth it. You have to, you have to push through the fear of rejection, um, and the fear of those crappy friendships that don't turn out so well. Um, yeah. Cause then you'll yeah. find, you'll find the good ones in that you really will. Love it. Well, it has been such an absolute pleasure to have you both here. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for having us. For my listeners, if you'd like to know more about Adina and Amber, you can find Adina at www.blushandtease.com. That's blush, B-L-U-S-H-A-N-D-T-E-A-S-E.com. And you can find Amber at amberjones.com. And remember, it's all about connection. And if our topic today resonated with you and you want to know more about how to develop stronger and more supportive friendships and professional networks, let's connect. You can find me at nancytiltonhand.com. And remember, friendships help you stay happy, healthy, wealthy, and smart, not to mention being fun and joyful. So get out there and make a new friend, and I'll see you next time.